Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. were stunned by Biden's Super Tuesday performance as he racked up victories in 10 states. I'm here to report, we are very much alive! It's incredible. <clears throat> I've never heard of anything like it. It really is a shocking turnaround. Here's a guy who 10 days ago was dead, right? Joe Biden was done. The media were convinced that Biden would be crippled by a lack of cash, while Mike Bloomberg could spend his way to Super Tuesday success. More than $500 million later, the former mayor dropped out. But news outlets also acted as a megaphone for Democratic insiders who warned that Bernie Sanders could lock up the race yesterday and would likely lose to President Trump. That media message broke through with late deciders who broke for Biden. And the funny part of that Howard Kurtz segment on Fox was earlier all those same voices from a couple of weeks ago talking about how does Biden get out with dignity at this point or why is he still in the race, etc. Um, I was reading this yesterday. Biden from, can't do anything with dignity. He's a nice old fella, no doubt, but... I was reading yesterday from the dispatch in Jonah Goldberg's column. I thought this was pretty good writing. 
on how Tuesday was a return to the normal rules of politics. We've all been talking about how all precedent has been thrown out the window, but it was kind of a return of precedent. We've been told that money buys elections, that billionaires in particular have too much power, that endorsements that don't matter anymore, that debates don't matter anymore, that there's no difference between the crazy left and the moderate left, and that you have no right to judge someone, and they said, and you have no right to judge someone who puts mayo on ham. That's just a humorous aside, obviously. Um, uh, But all those things returned to be true in the last couple of months. Turned out endorsements do matter again, and debates do matter again, and there is a difference between the various factions on the left. It was kind of a return of norms. Bloomberg's strategy fizzled, and so did Tom Steyer's. Together, they spent nearly $750 million. That's a stunning amount of money between the two of them. Oh, yeah. And all they have to show for it are some T-shirts and some buttons that read Samoans from Bloomberg. (laughs) Uh, and finally this, the left-wing candidates were crushed Tuesday in no small part because they were left-wing. Yes, Sanders picked up delegates, but if on Monday night his theory of the race and the political landscape, it was like Steve Buscemi in season one of Boardwalk Empire. By Wednesday morning, he was like Steve Buscemi in Fargo being fed into the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, the theory isn't totally gone. Buscemi's leg below the knee is still available. There's only so much you can do with that. Um, I would like to hope that this bout of flirting with Bernie and his ideology will draw out the discussion about what he believes and how terrible it is. Well, clearly and already it'll has. go away. Yeah, clearly already but has. I, well, yeah, but I'm not sure it'll go away or if it'll keep growing as more and more college kids being indoctrinated into that nonsense come out, you know, into real life. We'll have to see how that goes. I'm glad it's being rejected this time, or so it would seem. Yeah, the extent to which people thought, no, that whole saying socialism's okay, Castro, et cetera, is not cool. I'm I'm really happy with that. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm kind of surprised, but happy about it. Although it's one of those things where, you know, I had to talk my wife out of getting a lion. Um, and she said, okay, we won't get a lion. <laughs> On the one hand, I'm pleased we're not getting a lion. On the other hand, I'm a little frightened by the fact that we had to have the discussion. <laughs> That she at one point wanted a lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. What does that say about my wife and or my people? Hey, here's my fo- my favorite political story in quite some time. Oh, we got to mention Elizabeth Warren got out. Oh, yeah. Breaking She's news. Out. Breaking news. She has hung up her yoga pants. Uh, didn't endorse anybody on the way out. No. Who cares? Um, Does she have enough heft for her endorsement to matter? Or will, will her people just go to Bernie? Or will Bernard Sanders drop out? Or what? You know, a couple of my favorite musicians who are musically gifted and politically wackadoos um, came out big for Liz on Monday before uh, Super Tuesday. And I got to check, maybe during the commercial break, I'll check to see how they reacted because they're probably pretty typical of her supporters. Well, how, t- how difficult a conversation was it? You, you finished third in your own state. Yeah, whoops. And th- oh my God, that reminds me. Where is that? Where is it? It's somewhere around here. I have it. This uh, Harvard, is it Harvard or Yale? Philosophy professor who's a leading light of progressivism. Where is that? Dang it. The wording of it is so good. Um, Oh, I know what pile it's in, if I can find the right pile. Uh, He said, yep, 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 yep. I don't have it. He said, essentially, there is one explanation and only one for Elizabeth Warren's uh, performance on Tuesday. Misogyny. I saw that somewhere, yeah. And she finished third among women. 
she's the, uh, uh, in her own state. Women chose two men above her in her own state. The women who know her best chose a couple of men. You think they're misogynists? Right. And and so I point that out only because there are academic heavyweights who are very bright and they teach many young people every year at great cost who are completely nuts. These people are nuts. Or so wrong. They well, just shouldn't be allowed to talk to anybody. Well, yeah, ideology twists intelligence and makes it a dangerous thing. And these people are, are absolutely dangerous. But anyway, on a later note, this is my favorite political story in quite some time. This is uh, beautiful Houston, Texas. Longtime Democratic State Representative Harold Dutton was forced into a runoff Tuesday night. Now... He had a pretty strong challenger in Houston City Council member Jerry Davis, but it was the woman on the ballot and her strong performance that <clears throat> that caused him to have to get into a runoff. Natasha Ruiz won 20% of the votes. She was in third place. But, you know, these days especially, Jack, a woman and a Hispanic woman, a powerful candidate in Houston. The uh, the twist being, and it's a heck of a twist, she doesn't exist. She was a prank. She's a non-existent human who somebody got on to the ballot to prove a point, I guess? Yeah. But she does not exist when uh, this uh, ABC 13 in the Houston area... Uh, went trying to figure out who this person is because people started saying, "Look, I've never met this woman. I've never seen her. I've never, I've never seen a sign. Uh, we were at various candidate forums. She's, she's never showed up." <laughs> and so ABC 13 went looking for her, and on the document, her official name's listed as Natasha Deming Ruiz, um, and they tried to call her campaign treasurer, one Hector Riviera or Riviera. Um, call went unanswered. But then they called Ruiz, or a number listed for her, a woman picked up, and it was some trucker in Colorado who said, yeah, my name's Natasha, but it's not Ruiz. I'm a different person. I have no idea what you're talking about. I lived in Houston years and years ago, but I'm not running for any damned office. <laughs> and so That's pretty funny. So uh, the uh, the guy who had to go into the runoff, the favorite, has uh, hired a, a private detective to look into the matter as considering legal action. It's still not at all clear who did this or why, but I like the feel of it in a couple of different ways. Um, number one, pointing out how silly voters are. They voted for a non-existent person, probably because she sounded Hispanic. Mm. That's, That's a little scary. Wonderful. That's a little scary. Coming up, um, another example of uh, how awful China is, and we're going to have to figure this out as a nation, whether or not we want our companies to do business with, well, slave labor. Do you want a good price on whatever it is made by slaves? I thought we kind of decided that in the 1860s. All right. but uh, So that also, we haven't talked about the popularity of the new website Mugshotties. Are you following that? That's very, very hot. Boy. It, it's it's hot women uh, inmates. So it's, it's mugshot. It's your mugshot. Hotties. Yeah. Mugshot combined with 
Hotties? Is yeah. that what you're doing there? Shotties. Please, please stop saying yeah, that. Yeah, and they're getting, it's, it's just getting gazillions stop. of hits. You oh, can scroll boy. through and then like play games where you guess which one of these got arrested for attacking her boyfriend or public intoxication or stealing a car. Which of these hotties? And you look at their mug shoddy and, uh, and then make your determination. It's very popular, sweeping the nation. Oh, boy. Mug shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to say it, yes. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can listen to John Coltrane all day long. They're moving the vending machines out of our lunchroom. It's kind of a sad day. Oh no! We we didn't. No. We collectively didn't buy enough stuff out of the vending machines, and so we're being punished by them. What they are going away? You I know, thought people uh, were hoarding energy drinks for the coronavirus. All I saw were empty shelves. Must quibble. They are. They're not vending machines. They're shelves full of food, like it's a convenience store. It's they're taking away our convenience store, and what we'll probably get is crappy vending machines. Hmm. This is a bummer. This is a rough day. Yeah, we saw the shelves. Somebody alert the Syrians how much we're suffering. We saw we, we saw the shelves were empty in there, and Sean and I thought it was a run because of coronavirus. But it was <laughs> clearing them out, and now... Oh, no, my donuts! And now, I said to myself in exasperation. <laughs> and now there are a bunch of guys back there. Yeah, well, put the straight... Move it a little to the left! No, no, I touch Watch it! Yeah, a lot of that <laughs> going on. <laughs> with the vending machines. Dang it, we had coolers full of drinks and protein shakes and... How often did you There's buy them? fruit for like a day, and nobody bought me, so they just get, loaded up different kinds of candy. Replaced it with gummy patch bears or something. Um, what? Uh, but did you ever buy anything from over there? Yeah, yeah. But how often? Twice a week, three times yeah. a week. I think they need more out of you. You need to pull your weight. <laughs> you, you specifically. Well, I, I'll uh, make like Chuck Schumer and offer a f- completely fake, aggressive, angry apology. Be- and you will pay the price. You know, as long as I brought that up, just briefly, Charles uh, C.W. Cook, who's brilliant, writes, Yep, it checks out. Just like Chuck Schumer, whenever I want to address unnamed senators, I preface what I'm saying with, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. That way it's clear that I'm talking to members of the Senate. That's some good sarcasm right there. Mm-hmm. Well sarked, sir. And if I said the same thing about Schumer as a talk show host... <laughs> Would uh, would that work out all right? No, especially no. if you were outside his office. Right, I'd be... You're not going to know what hit you. The most menacing voice you could come up with. Disgusting. Yeah, can you play that again? Just, just the short Schumer thing. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Yeah, end it there. So if I stand outside the, the Senate building, and I got a megaphone, and I'm screaming, I want to tell you, Schumer, you are going to pay the price. You, you don't could, think I'm going to get in trouble for that? Well, you could even make the argument, okay, he's an elected official you might mean in an election. But the Supreme Court justices aren't elected. They don't come up for a vote. So what did you mean, Uh, Chuck? That was over the top. His spokeshole said, oh, he meant uh, Republican politicians. Yeah, that's well, as Charles Cook pointed out. Uh, No, he didn't. Uh, Is Hanson coming back? He was going to bring up on the screen some of the mug shotties as this uh, website has exploded in popularity. Sorry, it's not a website. It's a Twitter account. And uh, they uh, they post the mug shots of a 
allegedly, and they usually are <laughs> hot chicks. And then and then they tell you what they did, or you guess what they did. There's a variety of things you can do. This reminds me of when a few years ago, actually a number of years ago, we sought to get you a Russian bride. Oh, jeez. And then there was our brief flirtation with the women in prison who want to date you websites, which was also a joy. Uh, these gals were very friendly. They seemed really interested in starting a pen pal relationship. They might have some requests down the line, but... They were really interested in you. So is the, is hilarious. The one, is the one you're looking at, the is it spelled S-H-A-W-T-Y-S? Yeah. Okay, so it's not shotties. That's uh, it's a, it's a shorty. Like it's it's a it's a slang way of saying a shorty, which is another term for a. So it's it's like mug shorties, sh- shotties. Hmm. But it's not hot. All right, we're like okay. three layers deep in, in so, useful lingo here. I'm confused. <laughs> so uh, Ooh, hello, this is a. Right, so the, David Spade was doing this on his show the other night. It was kind of funny. They're <laughs> going through the pictures and guessing what they had done. And in some cases, it'd just be you know, it's kind of minor possession of marijuana. Let me see what she's up to. <laughs> but uh, remember the model that got very wasn't the guy from California, Stockton or Stockton, Fresno or something yeah. that uh, hot felon, and that became a big deal. And he ended up with a modeling career and all that sort of stuff. He, he ended up latching onto some. M- uh, plain-looking British heiress girl. He had, I'm hot. She had money, and they've made a beautiful uh, relationship. Okay, so there's one. She got a DUI and improper lane usage. There you go. Uh, That's her mugshot. I'd like to cross lanes with you, baby. So it includes what? girls and guys? What'd, she, what'd this girl do? No, sh- shotties are uh, n- normally just the ladies. Mugs, hotties. Okay, this is a... Oh, this is a different one. Oh, wow. Because they're all like sorts of difference. Uh, yeah. It's a whole yeah. It's very very popular. Do we know what she did? Oh, that one's child neglect. I can't make a joke about that one. Um, Possession of a loaded firearm, driving while impaired. Lots of hot chicks out, all made up, driving a little buzzed up. Yep. And then they're, they they look good for the mugshot. So that's a popular thing, apparently. Um, wow, driving with a suspended license, this one. Maybe you should have your license uh, number on your face so the <laughs> cops can read it along with all your other face tattoos. Post Malone. Oh, boy. Um, but one thing they figured out on the David Spade show the other night when they were looking at these is you can usually tell that it's a serious crime by the dead eyes. <laughs> See, the serious criminals have dead eyes, uh, which is a little rough to think about. Wow, this girl possession of cocaine, and uh, she's super cute, and something tells me she really, really likes cocaine. Look at this girl's mugshot. Reckless driving, improper passing, no insurance. So wow. she's, a, she's a terrible driver. She looks like she's... Did she take time to get made up before her mugshot? She was like magazine cover quality. She was probably TikToking her police chase. She's been broadcasting for four days now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Huh. Um, this has always been available. I wonder why it just exploded now as a thing. You know what? It's funny. This this is so the sort of thing cops would respond to. Fellas, here's your text number, 415-295-KFTC. It's anonymous. 415-295-KFTC or mailbag, uh, email us rather, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Cute drunk girls. I mean, I'm scrolling through because there are a bunch of these sites, as it turns out. It's 60%, 70%. Cute, drunk girls go out on Saturday night and get a little too hammered, all made up and dolled up and the rest of it. Well, it's better than, like, dangerous gangbangers. Probably gets annoying after a while. Just, 
I bet women who've had way too much to drink are like guys who've had way too much to drink. There's got to be a They're lot just of... just a pain. This is 44 miles an hour in a 30... Why does that require a mugshot? Isn't that just a speeding ticket? Because she got mouthy with the policeman? I don't know. Failure to control speed. Yeah. 44 and a 30. Hey, how do you end up in a mugshot for that? Um, I wonder how many of them go with the crying to get out of it or... My dad is so and so. Pleading, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or I'm I'm too attractive to end up a uh, getting to get I'm too pretty to that do try it. Oh, boy. oh, jeez. Ah. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Always a good idea. Everybody get on the floor. Let's dance. Um, uh, the biggest news that's happened while we've been on the air, I guess, is that Elizabeth Warren has dropped out of the race. She was once absolutely in the top tier in the mix for ending up getting the nomination. I mean, fact seemed like the most likely at various points. She had her nose in the lead for a while. And she is out. Of course, there's some people claiming it's what's well, misogyny. You know, America's not a country ready to elect a female president, which is just a load of crap. Right. Um, but uh, we got this text. My super woke female colleagues say female on female misogyny is common. Yes. Elizabeth Warren finished third among women in her own state. Mm-hmm. Women who know her best chose two dudes above, above her. Because they're sexist against women. Self-hating women. <laughs> yeah. And it's caused by the patriarchy. And it's some sort of Stockholm Syndrome. Exactly. Yep. I'm going to get me a beer. It's not the utter phoniness of the human in question, never mind how many X or Y chromosomes she has. No, it's misogyny. Um, oh, speaking of which, one of my favorite political points I heard in the last day or so, and I almost forgot to bring it to you, I think it's an excellent point. Uh, Vlad Putin is absolutely trying to mess with us and sow uncertainty and get us at each other's throats. It's true. Has it worked? Has he, it done any? Has he had he made any inroads on that? Not an inch, Jack. Um, uh, that was a beautiful, some beautiful irony. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's working beautifully. But the uh, the idea, well, I'll just lay it out to you. Tom Steyer spent what's the latest figure they say about Steyer? A couple hundred million dollars yeah. on his candidacy. Yeah, yeah. it's about two hundred, almost two hundred to get nothing, zero delegates. Bloomberg, it might be as much as three quarters of a million dollars. Billion dollars. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Three quarters of a billion dollars to get himself a handful of American Samoans saying, yeah, I like this guy, <laughs> and little else, and now he's... They bought me a car, so yeah, I guess up. I'll vote for him. So, folks, seriously, we are probably, we're at three quarters of a billion dollars at least between these two guys. Couldn't cause a sniff. Of of change, really, in the primary election. Because they're women. But we're supposed to believe that the Russians buying maybe $100,000 worth of Facebook ads changed the result of the general election? There's no way that had any effect on Trump getting elected. Hmm. None. Hillary going around saying it's misogyny and, and the Russians is absurd on both. Both the scores. Helps Just her, absurd. Helps her sleep at night alone. <laughs> well, that's fine. But I think, you know, it's pretty clear how idiotic that theory is at this point. Meanwhile, yeah, Vlad's trying to mess with us. He's trying to get us at each other's throats. The idea that he's tr- he's messing with our election is the wrong way to describe it. 
Um, by the way, on the various websites for hotties that have mug shots, the mug shotties, um, uh, <sighs> speaking of misogyny, um, somebody pointed out it's the selfie generation. They know exactly how to take a good picture, what angle and that sort of stuff. How to tilt their chin. That could be. Maybe yeah. the mug shots are better than they used to be. Yeah. Cameras are better, too. Cameras are better, too. So right. That all makes sense. Right. Um, oh, I have a great new coronavirus irony for you. The coronavirus irony. Hit it, hit me with it. And Michael, I'm going to have to play a little audio. And I'll explain to you at the end why I played this audio, but it's worth waiting for. So here's this. Uh, and it's gonna, it's, the audio is kind of low, Michael, just to warn you. Um, this is a public health official. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, it, it, listen to it. Today, start working on not touching your face because one main way viruses spread is when you touch your own mouth, nose, or eyes. And then she reaches for her tongue, wets her finger, and turns the page. <laughs> Honest to God. That's pretty funny. I told you earlier, and, and there's got to do a study. If I told you I would give you $10,000 if you did not touch your face, in the next four hours, you would touch it 75 times and then claim you hadn't. We're not conscious of it. And I would argue there is zero chance you can do any good by saying that to people. None. None. I just think it's silly. I try not to rub my eyes when my eyes are itchy or allergies or whatever. I try not to rub with the surface yeah. of my fingers. Yeah. I, I Back do, of my hand, maybe. I consciously do that or my shirt sleeve or something. Yeah. Because I just I feel like... T- Putting my fingertips dipped in coronavirus right into my eyes is a bad idea. Right, I know. But, man, if you suddenly have that itchy, scratchy feeling in the corner of your eye and you know there's gunk there, what are you supposed to do? Use your elbow? <laughs> no, you go ask a friend, hey, use your fingers to, to scratch my face. No, that's I don't how I, think that's the you're around, right? up on the latest in microbiology <laughs> That's there, what I've Sean. been doing. Well, that's, I would stop. <laughs> and if I, I don't have a friend, I just grab a rando on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, you, shout at the sky. <laughs> do, do we have anybody in uh, the world of medicine listening who knows why my eyeballs are so squeaky? <laughs> You have squeaky eyeballs. So squeaky. We tried to get audio one time. They're not as squeaky in the morning, but at night, they're so squeaky. And, my... and I have to... Jack just opening his eyes. I rub my eyes a lot because they're because uh, allergies and stuff like that. So I rub my eyes and they'll go. Oh, that's so As I rub my eyes and it's so loud, my family recoils in horror. Yeah. When I do it, but like at the dinner table, I might rub my eyes and they go. Oh, I've never That's heard of that. That's how loud my eyeballs are. I have never heard of that. It's not like you have to get up really close. You shh, be really quiet. You can no sitting at the dinner table, people talking, lull in the conversation. I rub my eyes, and everybody goes, "Oh my god, really? was that your eyes?" You, you've got to just hold your lids open, take some WD forty, and just spray it right into your eyeball. I've never heard of that either. Is there any medical professionals that would say I'm like three quarts low on something or? <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird. Squeaky eyelids? Really loud. Not my eyelids. My eyeball. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but it's my ball, like, moving in my socket. Oh, really? Making a, yeah. It's so, not the eyelid rubbing against No, 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 no. It's my eyeball in its socket. That, are you a robot? Answer the question, Android. How odd. So yeah. it doesn't just happen like when you try to look to the right. It doesn't go squeak. <laughs> <laughs> or when you when you turn your wheel really far, like you've got a garbage old car. <laughs> right, right. Squeaky. It looks to the left. 
No, but it's it's amazing. I really want to get some audio on it and play it on the air and maybe have a doctor have everybody chicken. freak out. On a serious note, um, this came out yesterday. This this is one of the questions of our times. If I had to make my list of the top five things of the rest of my life that need to be talked about, it's our relationship with China might be number one, mm-hmm. um, but it's certainly way up there. New report estimates that more eight more than eighty thousand of those Uyghurs that are in forced labor camps are doing uh, work for U.S. companies. They're somewhere in the supply chain of U.S. companies. We were talking about this the other day. That's right. 80,000. American businesses must ensure they are not benefiting from the government's repression, says this uh, website that's against this sort of thing. Nikki Haley, former uh, ambassador to the U.N., is that what she was for Donald Trump? Governor of South Carolina. And a lot of people throw her around as a presidential candidate someday as a Republican. She retweeted that. She beat Mike Pence like a drum in a primary, but anyway. Oh, God. Um, she retweeted that and said, attention U.S. companies doing business in China. Is that going to become a thing for the right or the left or both? I, I mean, Nikki Haley's a Republican. I don't know. Is that? I, I would hope any decent human being would, would align that way. And we got, we got a text saying, because slave labor, my socks I'm wearing right now, Almost certainly made with slave labor in China, if they're mm-hmm. Chinese-made socks. Yeah. And uh, to what extent iPhones? I don't know. Have they have they made sure that that's not the case? Well, I would say all electronics, honestly. But, yeah. Maybe not the iPhone. I don't know. But certainly your cheap DVR, DVD player. Mm-hmm. Um, Practically guaranteed. So, yeah. And somebody brought this up. If the, if the same thing were happening in Africa... We're everything we're buying is cheap, but you know, black people are slaves and they're making it, so it keeps the prices down. Yeah, you think people would stand for that? I no. doubt it. No, it's horrific. Just because of our obvious tie-in with the the horrors of slavery with with black people, but sure, because it's Chinese slaves. Oh, that's fine. Well, that's they're okay. prisoners. They broke the law. At least you know everything I buy costs nothing. Right. Well, you know, it's the ironic part of this is that, uh, you know, and this happened just a couple of months ago, that some German company, some uh, document is unearthed from the Nazi era, and it turns out that they, you know, uh, used, um, like, uh, concentration camp laborers for six months or something like that. And the theory is, well, their their wealth of today was partly built on that slave labor and reparations. reparations and the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's currently slave labor being used. By one of our biggest trading partners, and certainly our, our biggest, you know, they call China the world's workshop. A lot of our products are slapped together there or sewn there or whatever, and they have actual slaves right now. And uh, I saw the article the other day when we were talking about it that there are uh, at least 80 major American corporations that are supplying virtually everything we wear and look at and use and call each other with and the rest of it that are using prison labor and slave labor. Yeah, it's China is asshole. Right now, mm-hmm. probably my shirt, my boots, I think, might be from China. I mean, my eyeglasses, I think, are. My iPhone. Jeez, all kinds of stuff I got around me. And again, if it were being made by black slaves, I don't think people would put up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I swear, I, we are, as a country, like the the woman who is who is married to a violent drug addict. How to either manage the relationship or get out of it will be gut-wrenching. And and I realize that's a really kind of gut-wrenching metaphor to use, but I think it's a good one. I think it's a serious, uh, seriously a, a good parallel because the end, if it comes, will be ugly. 
And not ending it will be ugly. Dealing with China. They've just, they've got us by our cash register. Mm, you got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. Once again, mm-hmm. some serious wisdom there on South Park. Anyway, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Got a lot of people weighing in on squeaky eyeballs. Apparently, I'm not the only one. Uh, it's weird, though. It weirds me out. My wife says, go in the other room when you got to do that. But it's, it's kind of... <sighs> when i got to move my eyes... <laughs> What if a bird flies by? No, if I just look to the side, they don't squeak. But oh. if I rub them with my hand oh at my all. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so odd. I'm afraid going to pop or something. You really ought to be in a circus. <laughs> You're a weird man, Jack. <laughs> oh, boy. Stay tuned. Strong and Getty Show. I just saw this tweet. Women who think they're going to nag their way into the White House are going to wait a long time. Well, that's dismissive. Oh, hey. Oh, kind of appropriate. (laughs) Elizabeth Warren got out today. She just had her press conference and took some questions. We thought it would be worth hearing this. What guidance would you give to your supporters who don't know who to support now? Well, let's take a deep breath and spend a little time on that. We don't have to decide that this minute. And I wonder what that would be to the women and girls who feel like we're left with two white men to decide between. I know. One of the hardest parts of this is all those people and all those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years. Um... That's going to be hard. Oh, my God. If you're telling your girl that you can't become president in this country, you're a terrible person. I would tell those little girls, try not to lie about everything for an entire career till no one takes you seriously. That'd be pretty good advice. Yeah. Start there. Please. You can't hold up Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton (laughs) as examples and use it. It's because they're women. It's misogyny. God dang it, that's really troubling. The fact that that's even an okay question in modern society. What do you say to people out there when they look that there are two white males left to choose from? Oh, wow. I didn't know we were allowed to say that. We shouldn't Oh, sure you are now. Because you... Racism's okay. Wow, that's incredible. Yep. Racism's fine, just in one direction. Because there is no racism other than white racists is the ridiculous assertion of that side of things. How about the fact that when she's asked, who, who should your followers vote for, which is saying, who are you endorsing? I need some space around that. I need some time to think. That, that's kind of interesting. Well, even more interesting, she said, we don't have to decide now. We, we can think about this. How about people voting on Tuesday? They don't have time to think about it. That's the whole question. Who am I voting for? And people are already voting. So, what do you suggest, Liz? So, what's she, what's she hoping for? She hasn't formed in her head to this point. Right, that's who what I mean. the second choice would be? That's what I mean. Who do you like best? You've been on stage with these people for 30 hours. You've been following their campaigns. You don't have somebody you prefer to the others. You've, You've known most of them for decades. Right. Yeah, so that, that's interesting that she didn't immediately endorse 
Well, she's having well, Biden or Bernie. She's having conversations with one or both of them about where she might end up or what role she would have. Make your secretary a nagging. <laughs> oh, jeez. Again, dismissive. Yeah, you can't. You can't let me make the. There's no misogyny argument, and then do that. That's why it was so much fun. <laughs> That's why I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Go away, Liz. Fine. Um. Burr, next vote is Tuesday. Is that Michigan? Michigan, Which, Washington State. I think Bernie. Uh, I think Biden currently leads Michigan. That was what I saw last night. Yeah, F- Florida is the only one that I'm really I have pegged on my my events to come board. And when's uh, that one? Uh, end of this month. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens with Florida, just because. I think that's going to be, as it always is, a huge decider in the general as well. Oh, I know the other one. North Dakota votes on Tuesday. If they can find a person to open the polls and another person to go to them. But uh, I'm sure they don't get a lot of delegates, but God bless North Dakota and its fine, hearty people. Uh, Far be it from me to be a Dakota mocker. Florida, there's a poll out today. Biden is at, this can't be true. Biden's at 61 Bloomberg 14, Sanders 12. That can't be real, can it? Wow. Well, after the Cuba comments? I, I don't know. Fake news. <laughs> that might be fake news, but that's what it says here on 538. Unless I'm misreading it. It's a good site. Yeah. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. There he is. He keeps us on the air. Press the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael. All right. It's the most exciting time of the year. Daylight savings is back this Sunday. You move your clocks forward. And, of course, if you're in a state where this doesn't occur, you'll be in our thoughts. <laughs> Fabulous. Positive, Sean, our producer. Final thought. Yes, uh, Michael Bloomberg spent, uh, depending on which reports you read, somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 to $750 million for his presidential bid. There's only 325 million people in America. He could have given all of us a check for $2 million. Oh, man. Sure, that math is um, <laughs> Jack, uh, it's, it's close enough. Your final thought? Uh, yeah. Just stop buying bread and water and hand sanitizer and bullets and all these different things. Just stop. All right? What are you doing? Get a grip of yourself. You know, that's funny. I had a different final thought, but I'm going to go with this instead. I wonder if, and I'd have to enlist some friends to help, if we could cause a coast-to-coast run on jelly or something like that, if we announce that it's selling out and you won't be able to get any because of the coronavirus. There's, there's something in the manufacturing of jelly that makes it much better at keeping the coronavirus away. Well, yeah, even if, or just that the the main supplier of gelatin, which is necessary for jelly, is in China. Right. And so soon there's going to be a jelly shortage. I wonder if we could cause a run on jelly. The economic impact of coronavirus bothers me a lot more than the actual disease. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts are there. If you miss an hour, go ahead and download that puppy. Uh, also, our extra-large podcast, uh, our uh, podcast about socialism. Uh, seek that one out, the book review. It's extra good, and, and, you know, drop us a line. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's done. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say...
how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? And you will pay the price. Armstrong and Getty. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.